we are in the second to last message of this series, Who is Jesus?, which has been crazy long, but crazy good, uh, and I have been excited about uh, this series the whole time because I feel like it's really important for us as a youth group to get a good grip on who Jesus is before we, um, or not before we, but as we decide to follow him, and as we declare that we're Jesus followers, we should know who Jesus is, amen? And so we've taken a couple months, the first month we talked about how Jesus is God. We, second month, we talked about how Jesus um, is a human or was a human, and now he's ascended into heaven and at the right hand of the Father. And, and then we talked about all the things that Jesus taught and did and all that kind of stuff. And now we're going to talk about our role in this whole mess. <laughs> mess being our world made less messy by Jesus. Amen? And, and so... What is our role in this? We talked about what Jesus did, but what is our role? So this week, this first uh, week, if you're taking notes, first week of this last section, we're going to talk about abiding in Jesus. Abiding in Jesus. And if you have your Bibles, would you open them up with me to John 15, uh, verse 1. And if you don't have a Bible, like you don't own a Bible, and you want one, you can raise your hand like this, and we'll bring you a Bible. We got like a bunch in the back, and we'd love to give you a Bible. So if you're thinking to yourself, man, I would really want a Bible, uh, and I don't have a Bible, can you give me a Bible? Just, you don't even got to look at me, just kind of raise your hand like this, and they'll see you in the back, and they'll get you a Bible, okay? Um, Or if right now you're like, I'm kind of shy, I don't want to do that, uh, then after service, walk back, and we'll get you a Bible, okay? So, John chapter 15, verse 1. I'm going to read a lot, but it's super, super good, okay? Can you read along with me? Give me an uh-huh if you're there. If you don't got a Bible, you got a phone, there's a Bible app on the phone. And let's, this is one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible. So, let's read this together, okay? So, John chapter 15, verse 1. Here we go. It says, and this is Jesus talking. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. So we'll, we'll pause right there for a sec. Let me explain this. So Jesus is saying he's the vine. You, does everybody know what a vine is? It's, you see it like growing on a, your fence, you know, or, or growing on stuff, and then there's little branches that come off the vine. Everybody know? It's like little, little, and the branches have little leaves and sometimes fruit and things like that. So this is what Jesus is describing. He's the vine. He's the main part, and we're the branches that come off. And he's saying that the Father, God the Father, is the vine dresser, meaning the person who comes and takes care of the vine. And if, he says, branches that don't bear fruit, meaning dead branches. You ever seen like a tree with dead branches or, or, or a rose that's like wilting, Right? Jesus says that for the branches that don't bear fruit, the Father removes those because they're actually harmful to the rest of the vine. And then he says that every branch that does bear fruit, those get pruned, which means those get like haircuts, (laughs) that that they may bear more fruit. Ladies or guys with long hair, you ever got a haircut just to cut off the dead ends of your hair? You ever done that? Oh, my gosh, my dead ends, you know. It's like that same thing. So you have to cut some off so that it'll grow further. So what Jesus is saying here is even if you are a part of the vine, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Sometimes it takes pruning. Pruning's not fun. You've got to 
take stuff away and you got to cut things off and and then and then for you to grow. Uh, and it's, it, so it takes sacrifice, okay? And then verse 3, it says, Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. And here's an important verse we're going to talk about later. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. And so, going back to that line real quick. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. It doesn't mean that if you keep his commandments, you will be saved. Salvation doesn't come from anything that you do except for just saying yes. What it's saying is if you want to abide in Jesus and live more like Jesus, you, you do what he says that you should do. Amen? And he says this, so he just says that if you follow my commandments, you will abide in me. And this is what he says next in verse 12. He says, this is my commandment. So he says, if you follow my commandments, and then he says, this is my commandment. That you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. This is my favorite part. No longer do I call you servants, for servants don't know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and the fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. It's pretty good stuff. <laughs> I know it's a lot. You're, some of you, especially some of you younger folks, your heads are spinning. You're like, what did he just say? So the Spark, Spark Notes version is Jesus is saying that, that, that he, is, he is good and he is, is what we will grow from. If we are to bear good fruit in our lives, if we are to do things that, that we want to do that will glorify God, we have to abide in Jesus. Does that make sense, everybody? And so uh, a, uh, a branch that grows a grape really wants to grow a grape, but it cannot grow a grape unless it's attached to the vine. If I cut off that little branch and I put it in the ground, it will do nothing. It has to stay on the vine. Does that make sense? And so sometimes for us, we expect these great things to happen in our lives. We expect these great blessings, and we expect us to to make an impact in the world, but we've detached ourselves from the vine and wonder why we're not bearing fruit. And so Jesus is saying, you want to know how to abide in me? Follow my commandments. Do as I say, basically. So keep, keep that idea going, and we're going to come back to it. But I'm going to, can we do story time with Brett? Can we do a little story time? Who's ever heard of the legendary story of Tarzan? Anybody raise your hand if you've ever seen the movie Tarzan. It's probably my favorite Disney movie. Um, 
just because I grew up with it and the soundtrack is incredible. Someone on Facebook the other day tried to argue with me that the soundtrack was bad. They said, they said, sorry, I'm just not a Phil Collins girl. There, it was a girl. I said, I said, I said, you said what? I said, I'm about to block you. Like, Phil Collins. Okay, anyways, but I, it's just that everything is oh, so good. Okay. You beat my as you beat my Okay. What's your favorite song in the Tarzan soundtrack? Anybody know? Anybody know? That I wanna know about the strangers like me. Tell me now. Do do please show. Yeah, you know. Oh, so good. Oh. Okay. Anyways, so let me refresh you on the story of Tarzan. There's a wee little babe. We don't know his name. Eventually, this babe would be Tarzan. But there's a wee little child that is with its parents, mommy and daddy, living in the jungle. Don't know why, but Danielle and I are thinking about, about moving to the jungle so Vince can grow up to be Tarzan. But anyway, so, just kidding. So, uh... So this little baby's parents, unfortunately, through a series of unfortunate events, get killed and probably eaten by a jaguar, okay? It was gruesome. It was a lot. As a five-year-old kid, I just couldn't handle it. I just, it was too much. I was crying. <laughs> Why? Why did they die? Okay, so then there's this scary jaguar on the loose and the little baby. And the baby's not going not gonna to be able to stand up to this jaguar. And so there's this mama gorilla that takes the baby and decides to raise this child as her own. Beautiful, wonderful. And this child grows up in this family of gorillas and grows up to think that it's a gorilla. And so Tarzan knows how to swing from vines and swing from trees and Tarzan walks on his hands and feet and he's got those big knuckles, you know. And he goes like this all the time. He's got his little, you know, call, whatever. And uh, and he's just he's just awesome. He's cool. And you see this whole, like, progression. And obviously he must know how to speak gorilla because he's having full-on conversations with all the homies, you know. And they're singing songs. I didn't know gorillas could sing. But and then eventually down the road he meets some humans, meets this girl, that he likes, and uh, he says, uh, "Ayo, was good." And um, so, but he's like, he's like, "Who are you?" You know, he's like poking her, like, "What? What is that?" Can you imagine, like, being so confused on who you are that you see a human, and you're like, "What are you?" <laughs> you're like, "Bro, I'm you." <laughs> he's like poking her face, like picking her nose. What are you? You know, and it's like, what's going on? And then he just, he's like, well, these people are cool. You want to meet my gorilla family? <laughs> you know, and, I, and then the gorillas are like, oh, no, human's bad. And he's like, why are humans bad? And then poof, this gun goes off. It's, what's his name, Clayton? And, and uh, is that his name? Yeah, Clayton. And, uh, and then Tarzan starts making the noise. Anyway, so he discovers that humans, uh, at least in the gorilla's perspective, are bad because they can kill them and 
It's not good. And so at the end of the movie, he's in this conflict because he loves Jane. I, I thought that was her name the whole time, but I didn't want to be that guy who messed it up. But, okay. So he, he loved Jane, and, but then there's, like, these other humans that came on this boat, and they're, like, caging up all the gorillas. And it's like, no. So he saves his gorilla family, except for Kerchak, rest in peace. And, uh, but you get the story, okay? So this is it. But you're, you're thinking to yourself, Brett, what's the point of talking about Tarzan uh, in church? If you're watching online, YouTube later, you're like, uh, this guy's preaching heresy. He uh, is talking about Tarzan in church. And uh, anyways, here's the point. Abide. Oh, hold on. Time out. Okay, let's let's define abide first. Does anybody know what abide means? I just I just realized that I didn't tell you what it means. Okay, so there's like there's like two definitions that you could go with. There's one abide, which means like follow the rules. Like you will abide by my. Who's ever heard that? Your parents like you will abide by my rules. Okay, that, that's not the one we're talking about here. <laughs> Abiding, as we're talking about, is to live or to dwell in. Does that make sense? Okay. So with that being said, clarified that abide or Live or dwell in something long enough, and it will become who you are. Like the story of Tarzan. Tarzan lived with gorillas for long enough that he thought he was a gorilla. Does that make sense? And so in our, in our pursuit to be more like Jesus, the answer is, like Tarzan, <laughs> to live and dwell in areas that Jesus is. To be with Jesus at all times, and eventually we'll start to look more like Jesus. And there's like, has any of you seen like the the, the live action version of Tarzan? It's like kind of like a sequel type thing. Well, he does, he, there's a scene where he shows his knuckles, and they like they like they're massive. He puts them down like this, and they're, they, they're they've like grown because of how much he like ran around on them as a young person. It actually like changed the bone structure, so like parts of him look more like a gorilla than they do like a human. And it's like. I think about that for us with Jesus. It's like if I, if I live and I dwell in the place that Jesus is all the time, if I'm following Jesus and I'm trying to be more like him and I walk with Jesus, I'll eventually start to look more like him. It's like Tarzan, the, as he lived with these gorillas, as, as time went on, he thought he was a gorilla. And he was more gorilla than he probably was human by the end of it. But the cool thing is that Tarzan was never meant to be a gorilla. But I am meant to be in the image of God. So it's a lot easier for me to do what I'm supposed to do than it was for him. Amen? And like that scripture says that we just read, it says we can't bear good fruit without being attached to Jesus. Amen? So here's the question I want to answer. How do we abide in Jesus? So let's, uh, let's read verse 10 again from that same passage. So John chapter 15, verse 10. Let's read that again. It says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So the first thing I want to say, if you're taking notes, the first thing I say, want to say, how do, how do you abide in Jesus is to love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Why? Because Jesus just said, if you follow my commandments, and there's only a few commandments that Jesus gives us in the Bible. The first one is love God with your, all, all that you are, your heart, your soul, your mind, your body, your strength, everything. When Jesus answers the question of what the most important commandments are in Matthew 22, this is his answer, his first answer. 
that you love God with all your heart. And this is obvious. You, you probably think, Brett, yeah, this is, this is real obvious, dude. Like, how do I follow Jesus? I love him. Okay, great. That's awesome. Thank you. But you can't abide in something you don't love. I won't fully submerge myself into something unless I trust, respect, and I love it. Let me give you an example. It's like the ocean. Who's ever, who's ever swam in the ocean? Raise your hand if you're scared of the ocean. Anybody scared of the ocean? Okay. I know people that are like, and you might be in the audience tonight, but I know people that are like frightened by the ocean. Like they won't even go in it, not even close, like Kevin, right? <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. But listen, I love the ocean. I love it. I, I like, every time I go, I like to swim around in it. Why? Because I trust the ocean. And I respect its power. I know that it could kill me. <laughs> and I know it lies beneath the surface, but I love it for what it is. Does that make sense? And so because I respect and I, and I understand the ocean, I've, I decide to submerge myself in it. But if you have no clue what it is, you would never get in. You would never get in. Like if you're like, if I was like, hey, <laughs> if you were about to get in the ocean, I was like, hey, there may or may not be 15 tiger sharks right off the shore, but go ahead. <laughs> You'd be like, what do you mean may or may not be, Brett? Like, did you see them or did you not, right? It's like if you don't know what's there, you, you probably won't go in. Or if you don't understand what might be there, you don't go in. But if I'm going to fully submerge myself in Jesus, it's because I know Jesus. And it's because I trust Jesus. And it's because I love Jesus. And that's the whole point of this series. Amen? All right. The second thing I want to say, let's read verse 12. So we're learning how to abide in Jesus. Verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. So number two is love your neighbor as yourself. You're like, okay, Brett, we talked about this before. <laughs> Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. But the best way to be like Jesus, and I said this a couple weeks ago, the best way to be like Jesus is to love everybody else, to love everybody always. But I want to make something clear. This is something that I didn't talk about last time I talked about loving your neighbor. But, and this might get harsh, so hopefully I don't step on any toes. But I want to say that loving and appeasing are not the same thing. What do I mean by that? To love somebody does not mean that I tell them everything that they're doing is okay. Does that make sense? Let me give an example. I've got a son now, and uh, I'm going to use him as an example because that's what dads do when they preach. So, so if little Vince decided that he wants to feed, he wants to eat every 25 minutes, and he decides that he doesn't want to sleep at night, we're going to have a conversation, right? We're going to figure this out, bud, right? You're, going to, you're not eating every 25 minutes, and you're going to sleep at night. Why? It's not because I don't love him. It's because I know what's best for him. If he eats on a good, healthy schedule and sleeps at night, life will be good, I promise. Or as Vince gets older, Vince is like, Dad, I, I, I like cars a lot. And I'm like, cool, son, that's, that's great. 
why do you like cars so much? I don't know. They just go really fast, and they're really cool. I'm like, okay, that's great. And we're standing on the street, and he goes, I want to touch a car, and runs into the middle of the street. I love cars. Ah, you know, touch the butt, you know. And I'm like, Vince, no, you know. And if I grab Vince and I pull him back to the sidewalk, it's not because I don't love him. It's because I love him. Does that make sense? But society nowadays is telling you, no, go run into the street and get hit by a car if that's what you want to do. Follow your heart all the way to getting run over by a car. It literally is. It, we, we see people are like, I think I should do this. And it's a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. It's sinful. It's not good for them. And we're like, dude, if that's what you want to do, be you. Be true to yourself. I'm not going to tell Vince to be true to himself if he wants to get run over by a car. Like, don't be true to that, Vince. You can't do that. <laughs> Does that make sense? You can love someone deeply and not accept a lifestyle of sin for them. Just as you'd hope they'd do the same for you. If I was crippled by addiction, I would hope that my closest friends would be like, Brett, you can't do that anymore, dog. Like, you're, you're going to kill yourself. I don't want friends that would be like, dude, if you want to drink 25 beers a day, man, just full send, dude. Like, that sounds like a blast. No, I'll literally die. Like, that, that's like alcohol poisoning. No, like, you know what I mean? Like, or, or, or Brett, like, you know, if you want to just play video games and never pay attention to your wife or your kid, that's cool because you're doing what you want to do. Yeah, homie, tell, tell the wife what's up, man. Just play Call of Duty all the time. Like, what? It's not good advice. Now, here, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's your job to parent your friends, so don't be that person either. Mm, ooh, 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 Ben, I saw, ooh, I saw what you texted that one person, ooh. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be that person. Logan, ooh. Someone, someone showed me this Snapchat that you sent them, and you. Okay, listen, 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 listen. I'm not telling you to be, I'm not telling you to be that either. Here's what I'm saying. It's not our job to parent our friends or our family when they sin. That's not our job. But I will not lie to my friends saying, do you follow your heart when I know that that advice will lead to their suffering. I won't do it. If someone comes up to me, Brett, what do you think about this? And if I know it to be sinful and if I know it to be destructive for them, even if it hurts, I'm going to tell them it's not good for you. And I've done this in the past. And, and a lot of people will be like, mm, wow, Brett, mm, <laughs> fine, fine. I'll figure it out on my own. I'll do this, right? And I'm like, I, I just, I, I'm just telling you what I, what I think. I know it's not what you want to hear, but it's good for you, right? It's like if I, if I put a bowl of ice cream out and a bowl of broccoli out, and you just got back from the doctors and says that your blood sugar, your cholesterol, and everything else that could kill you is through the roof, and you're sitting there and you're like, what should I eat? The bowl of ice cream or the bowl of broccoli, right? And, and, and if, you know what would be the worst advice in the world right then? For me to be like, you know what? Follow your heart. <laughs> because in that moment, if you follow your heart, your heart will stop. <laughs> right? So we, we have to start deciding 
we have to start deciding what actually loving someone means. If I love Ken, it doesn't mean that I accept everything that Ken wants to do. And it doesn't mean that he accepts everything that I want to do. If he's doing something wrong over and over and over again, and we're friends and we're close and we have a relationship, I'm going to be like, yo, dog, that's not good. You should stop doing that because I love you. All right, it's like if me and Danielle were over at my parents' house, and every time I went over to my parents' house, I'm talking to my mom, talking back to my mom, being really rude to her, cussing her out and stuff. And Danielle's like, yeah, dude, she deserved it for real. Like, like yeah, yeah, bro, you do you, man. If that's how you feel, you got to tell her what's up. You know, you got to stand up for yourself. That's your mom. Don't take no crap from her. Like, I'd be like, you know what I mean? That's terrible advice. Danielle would be like, smack me. What are you doing? You know, don't talk to your mom like that. You know what I mean? Sometimes the best thing for you hurts. Not everything that's good for you feels good. Okay? All right, moving on. Third thing, read verse 15 with me. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. So number three, the third thing, the third way that we abide in Jesus, another commandment of his is to go and make disciples. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. We're no, he no longer considers us servants because the servants don't know what his plans are. We know what his plans are. He says, Brett, go and make disciples. I'm like, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Go and make disciples. God, just give me a sign, Lord. Tell me what you want me to do. Go make disciples. Get, God, please, just anything. Whisper in my ear. Tell me what you want me to do. Brett, go and make disciples. Lord, you know what I mean? Like, Lord, I'm begging for a sign. Um, Brett, go and make disciples. Uh, Lord, I'm ple- please. I'm sitting here in the waiting, waiting for what you want me to do. Go, go and make disciples. Brett, God, please. You know what I mean? People will sit their, their whole life in a season of waiting. <laughs> I'm just in a season of waiting. Dog, you're 37. You've been in a season of waiting since you've been 18. Okay, so it's time to go do something. The season of waiting is over. God said go <laughs> and make disciples. I said this at our last winter retreat. A season of waiting isn't a season of sitting. It might just be a season of walking until you know what to run towards. You know what I mean? But anyways, go and make disciples. We get this mixed up a lot. There's more to discipleship than just inviting people to meet Jesus. But that's a great first step. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11.1, he says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So what Paul's saying here, he says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So Paul's saying that the way that he's discipling the people he's writing that letter to is he's telling them, act like me, because I'm acting like him. And so if we get this going, we're all going to act like him. Does that make sense? So the, the call to go and make disciples is to live a life that people are like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Like imagine if I was a youth pastor and I'm, I'm like telling you like, hey, man, you got to get good grades and you got to, you know, really respect your parents. And, and I flunked out of high school and I <laughs> don't talk to my parents. You'd be like, this, this is not adding up. You know what I mean? Or if I, like, told my youth leaders, hey, man, you guys can't be, you know, going out to, 
like parties and stuff, bars and stuff. Like that's not a good scene to be at. And I'm I'm out on Friday nights. So <laughs> you know, what I mean? everyone would be like, uh, Brett, <laughs> uh, it's not adding up. You know, if or if I told you junior hires, hey, don't cheat on your test. It's not honest of you. Don't lie. And then you tell you ask me like, Brett, how old are you? And I'm like, man, I'm 21. You know, <laughs> you'd be like, wait, what? So Paul says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So live a life that's following Christ so that people around you want to do the same thing. Amen? Making disciples requires that you are one as well. It's not going to people say, hey, you should be a disciple. It's saying, hey, join me. Does that make sense? Give your friends a reason to be interested in the life that you live. Like Maybe they'll ask these questions like, why don't you get rattled when crazy stuff goes on in the world? Why don't you try to do the bad stuff that everybody else is doing? Why don't you fall into peer pressure like everybody else? Why don't you talk like everybody else talks, cussing every other word and stuff? All the six, sixth, seventh graders in here are like, no, I don't even know what cussing is. Yeah, you do, dog. Don't play with me like you play with your parents. I know what is going on, all right? I've, no, I've, I've never said a cuss word in my life. Okay, all right. But we're going to clean that up, okay? Just open your mouth now. My mom did that once. That was terrible. Um, or, or like this. Why don't you lie to your parents like the rest of us? Come on. It wouldn't hurt your mom if you just told her we weren't like. Anybody ever felt that from somebody? Like, hey, we're going to go do that. Oh, I don't think I'm allowed to do that. Well, then don't tell them that we're doing that. And you're like, oh, that, that's a good point. Or someone might ask this, why are you happy all the time? Why are you filled with joy all the time? I'm sure as I was being annoyingly positive today, my friends were like, dog, literally stop. <laughs> why are you being like this, right? Why do you love your family and friends so much? Why do you, you know, fill in the blank? Hey, why don't you cheat on the math test like everybody else? We all got the answers. You want them? No, I'm good. Did you study? No, I actually didn't have time. Are you going to? So you're going to fail? Probably. I got the answers, dude. It's okay. I don't want to do that. Everyone's like, you know what I mean? Who's this guy? What? Or you see like a $100 bill drop out of the back of someone's pocket as they're walking away. Finders keepers. No, <laughs> no. no, but you pick it up and you're like, hey, I think you dropped this. And someone's like, bro, what? That was a pair of Nikes. Or like half a pair of Nikes. But live a life where f your friends are like, why are you different? Why don't you, why don't you do the same things we do, right? And the answer is simple for you. Is because I abide in Jesus and he abides in me. And so I'm just, I, the more I'm around him, the more I look like him. It's like Tarzan. The more I'm in the jungle, the more I look like a gorilla. Put that on a T-shirt. All right. <laughs> hey. All right. Hey, let's let's stand up. Let's pray. Let, hey, but let's make that our goal this week. Hey, let, let, here, here's the thing. There's this um, there's this effect. It's called I think it's the Ebbs theory, where basically it, it says that neurons that fire together uh, form together. So what it basically means is like. When the more you do something, the more that you're more likely to do it, and so that that's why like if you if you 
drink soda every single day, the day that you don't drink soda, you're going to be like, oh, man, I really wish I had a soda. Because your body's used to doing the same things. So you're asking, like, how do I make this a habit of being more like Jesus? Start doing it. Start reading your Bible. Start praying more. Start making it a point to be at church. Start doing all these things. And as you live your life in a way that you're trying to love everybody always, you're going to notice that it's going to get a lot easier. Amen? All right, let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for today. We thank you for who you are. Uh, God, how you love us, how you care for us. God, we just pray that you would be with us this week and help us to abide in you as you abide in us. And so we love you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said nice and loud. Yeah.